What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So we are going to do a deep dive today. We're going to jump into every single game from Friday night. We are kicking off weekend series. We're going to do a throwback episode, you know, one of those where we literally just go into a recap of everything. So without further ado, we will begin in Philadelphia. The Phillies beat the D-backs 7-5 as they continue their winning ways. Eight straight wins for the Fightin' Phils. Well, I shouldn't call it the Fightin' Phils. The Reading Fightin' Phils are their AAA team. But, but you, you get what I'm talking about. The Phillies have won eight straight. Ever since they fired Joe Girardi, they cannot lose. Maybe something was up. Maybe the front office was onto something because it's worked. And they, are, they have clawed their way back into relevance. And, and I don't know... If I've seen something like this before in recent years, I mean, it's definitely happened before, but literally you fire a manager and the team just goes on an eight-game win streak. We're burying or we're digging their grave just a week ago in Philadelphia. And as we speak now, they are right at 500 and they're two and a half games out of the wild card. Isn't that something? Isn't that something? So... It was a win over the D-backs, 7-5 in Philadelphia. Kyle Schwarber with a three-run homer. Reese Hoskins added two homers of his own. And, yeah, I mean, this was just good offense from Philadelphia. Good offense from those guys. Obviously, you know, Bryce Harper gets most of the praise, as he should. He was a monster yet again on Friday night, 3-4 for four on the night. But the top of that lineup, starting it off with a bang, Kyle Schwarber right there. You know, Schwarber, Hoskins, Harper, Castellanos, one through four is a very dangerous group. And then obviously you have Real Muto who got the night off on Friday. But he he's also going to be penciled in there on the nights he's playing. So 7-5 Phillies victory led by their offense. Kyle Gibson was pretty good too. Six innings, three earned runs. But they defeated the D-backs who got a uncharacteristically rough start from Zach Gallen. He only went one and two thirds, giving up four earned runs and two homers in the process. Zach Gallen is, is usually very, very good, but he just got touched up by a hot Phillies offense. Moving to New York, the Yankees defeated the Cubs 2-1, and this was done on a Jose Trevino walk-off single. And, yeah, I mean, Trevino, not a big name, obviously, but he got the job done. 2-1 obviously is a game that is going to be characterized more by the pitching and Luis Severino was that guy for New York. Six innings, one earned run, 10 punch-outs for Seve, who has quietly put up a very strong season. You know, we kind of forgot about Seve the past few years because he was injured for most of it. But Severino is 28 years old. He's right in his prime. And I guess you can kind of say, I mean, what I'm about to say is, is going to sound weird, but he, he has a, just low mileage, even though he's been around for a while, because he hasn't thrown that many innings because he's been out with injuries for the past three years before he was injured if you look at 2017 and 2018 he was 193 or 191 innings in each of those years he was an absolute innings eater a monster he was the front of that rotation and then obviously missed much of the last three years with injuries so in a sense he's kind of fresh but i guess that's a bit of a moot point considering how delicate his health situation is but he's healthy right now and he's dealing for the yankees he dealt on friday and they beat the Cubs 2-1. The only run from the Cubs was a solo homer 
by Jason Hayward. If we move to the nation's capital, the Nats beat the Brewers 11-5. Lots of offense. Lots of offense. They, they jumped on uh, Ashby and actually just everyone. No one was really pitching well for the Brew crew. But Lane Thomas, 3-5. for five. Nelly Cruz, 4-5. for five. Josh Bell, 2-5. for five. Josh Bell continues his very strong season. He's hitting 303 with an 814 OPS. A lot of people are talking about him being trade bait. And I can, I can definitely see that happening. But here's something that has surprised me, though. I'm looking at Juan Soto's numbers. And, you know, Soto obviously is still getting on base at a very high clip. But his numbers are down. His numbers are down relative to his standards. So Juan Soto has a career 961 OPS. This year, his OPS is 815. So he's a good bit below what we're used to seeing. And... I mean, it's he still has that's still a good OPS, but his average is, is down quite a bit. I think he's gonna have some positive regression as the season as the season moves on because he's just that good. I haven't taken a dive into his stat cast numbers, but I just know that Soto is a beast. So I'm not really worried. I mean, no one's worried about this dude. He's he's he, he's very good. But I know what's going on in the back of some people's heads right now. There are going to be some people saying, oh, told you so. Juan Soto should have taken that extension. Should have taken that $350 million extension the Nats offered him this past winter instead of turning it down because that's a lot of money. That, that might be the case. I mean, that, that may be true. It's a very valid point because that's a lot of money. It's not like $500 million is going to change your life more when you are already getting $350. But... We'll see. I mean, Soto is projected by current by current uh, estimates to get five hundred million dollars when he's a free agent in a few years. But of course, he has to continue per- to perform like he's done in the past. So we'll see. We'll see. Let's head to Cleveland, where the Guardians beat the A's three two. Jose Ramirez continues his assault on not just American League pitching, just pitching in general. He was three for four with a double and a homer in this game now he's hitting 294 with a 1041 ops jose ramirez actually no two doubles two two doubles and a homer so mr extra base hit he has 15 doubles on the year 16 homers um you know the guardians finally paid this dude he's the first guy they've they've paid in any significant way and, and you can see why he has been extremely consistent his whole career he had like one down year he had like one down year where he took a step back but uh, I think that was yeah, 2019. Even for him, a down year is, is still really good. But Ramirez is is well in that MVP conversation for 2022. Absolutely. But they beat the Guardians 3-2. Tristan McKenzie was on the bump for Cleveland. Six innings, two earned runs, six punchouts. But actually, Oakland got an even better start from their starter. They had Paul Blackburn go eight shutout innings. And then it was the bullpen... They came in, blown save, three earned runs, and that was that's what did it. I mean, three runs in the bottom of the ninth. That's how the Guardians won. They came back and then they walked it off in the ninth on a Luke Maley sack fly. But just, I mean, your closer can't get it done. What, what else can you do? Let's head to Detroit where the Blue Jays beat up on the Tigers 10-1. Blue Jays have been, they've turned the tide. They've been hot recently. George Springer. Did his thing three for three, two RBIs, 
with a home run. Bo Bichette and Lourdes Gurriel Jr. also homered. Vladdy Guerrero Jr., two for five. He's also trending in the right direction now. It was Jose Barrios on the mound, bringing his numbers down a bit. You know, his ERA has been inflated in the early going, but eight innings with one earned run will do things to calm that ERA down. So, Elvin Rodriguez pitched for the Tigers. There was a John Boy video last week talking about how he was tipping his pitches and the Yankees completely teed off on him because he gave up 10 earned runs against the Yankees on June 3rd. Well, he just gave up eight earned runs against the Blue Jays, so maybe he's still tipping his pitches because he wasn't fooling anyone. It's like they knew what was coming, so he must still be tipping his pitches. And you know when you're tipping your pitches, major league hitters, big league hitters are going to key in on that and they'll make you pay. And that's, I mean, looking at, at the box score, that's what it looked like in Detroit on Friday. Heading down to the... To Atlanta, to the to the A. I was going to say the A, Atlanta, where the Braves beat the Pirates 4-2. The usual suspects doing their thing. Acuna Jr. with a double. He stays hot. Dansby with a homer. And then Spencer Strider, five and two-thirds, no earned runs, eight strikeouts. And the bullpen looked really good from there. In Kansas City, the Royals beat the Orioles 8-1. And... Plenty of offense coming from from the from the Kansas City side, and you know they're getting contributions from the young guys. I'm keeping my eye on MJ Melendez. So MJ Melendez was, you know, he was a minor league home run champion last year. I think he had 40 something homers in the minor leagues. You know, so the Royals had the major league home run champion and Salvi Perez. I think I think Salvi at least he had the the AL. I know definitely. I think Salvi was the, uh, was the MLB home run champion 2021. Someone correct me if I'm wrong. But they also had the minor league home run champion too well they've called him up mj melendez is a catcher but because obviously they have salvi they're playing mj melendez in other positions too they're putting him in the outfield he was starting in right field on friday and his numbers are lo- looking pretty good he's got an 844 ops in the early going he's up in the big leagues and it looks like he's really here to stay especially with that kind of production he continues to hit and we all know if you hit you play and it looks like it looks like they're squeezing Cam Gallagher out of the picture because Cam Gallagher has been. I mean, he's the primary backup catcher. I guess uh, maybe not. Maybe not so. If Melendez can, can hold things down in the corner outfield, they can just keep Gallagher as the backup because Gallagher is out with a hamstring strain. But when he returns, Gallagher will be the bench catcher and Melendez will just be in right field. He might just have to learn to play outfield for the time being, and you know, squeeze somebody else out of out of the outfield picture. But. Yeah, they're getting good production from him. They're getting good production from Andrew Benintendi, someone we haven't talked about in a while. You know, Benintendi was once a blue chip prospect. You know, with with the Red Sox came up and he he really fell off after some good years in Boston, but fell off significantly in uh, you know 2019, 2020. Then was traded to Kansas City. Now his numbers seems to be seem to be a bit better this year. So Benny's hitting 316 with a 791 OPS for Kansas City. If we move on to Minnesota, the Twins beat the Rays 9-4. See, the Twins are the surprise of baseball this year. Nobody expected them to be this good, especially because they traded away a lot of good pieces. They lost Kenta Maeda to Tommy John. We're wondering what would happen, but they're they're surprising everyone. And they've, they've done this a few times now. Carlos Correa has come around, and he's he's hitting really well again, you know, after a slow start. So on Friday, he was 3-for-5, and... 
he well, 305 with a homer. He's now hitting 296 with an 824 OPS. That's right where you expect him to be. Byron Buxton hit two home runs in this game. Now he has 17 on the year. Buxton has 17 homers on the year. He has a 911 OPS. You know, the power is really there. And, you know, he's a dangerous, he's a dangerous player. Here's one one crazy fact though. Byron Buxton only has one stolen base on the season. I don't know why he shut it down. I guess I know why. Maybe trying to stay healthy. But I was I think you know his sprint speed is still up there. He's still he's it's not like he slowed down, he's just not running. He's not running as much as as he normally would. I mean, he has no he hasn't been caught stealing this year, so he only that means he only has one attempt. He has one stolen base attempt, he's one for one in steals this year. That is something I didn't see coming. But the power is absolutely there. I mean, two home runs for Buxton and the 9-11 OPS is, is getting the job done. Luis Araya is someone we don't talk about enough. He's leading the major league in batting average, 360 with 869 OPS. All this guy does is hit. That's really all he does, and there, there's no there's no other way about it. He he just hits, and he always has, actually. If you look at his whole career, he's just been a hit machine. So leading off, playing first base for the Twins, he did that. So 9-4 was the victory for Minnesota over Tampa Bay. Then we'll go to the Windy City, where the White Sox beat the Rangers 8-3. And, I mean, this was just plenty of offense from the usual suspects. The White Sox are, are still two games below 500. Um, injuries and, yeah, injuries to their pitching staff especially. That's finally caught up with them this year. It's finally caught up with them, and it's it's just tough to to overcome that. But their offense picked up the slack on Friday and they get an 8-3 victory over the Texas Rangers. In Houston, the Marlins beat the Astros 7-4. 7-4. So there was a story about Jazz. So Jazz Chisholm Jr. actually hit two home runs in this game. He is their best player. He is the best player on the Miami Marlins. And there was a report that I saw early in the day on Friday talking about how they had a, a closed-door meeting with the team talking about how, I mean, not, not this is, don't quote me on this, but basically everyone hates Jazz Chisholm because he's, the way he he acts, maybe they don't like his, I don't know if they think he's, he's cocky or whatever, or the way he's very um, I don't, animated. I'm, I'm trying to look for a politically correct way to say this, but he's their best player, so I don't know how you're going to get mad at a guy who, who, who gets, who puts butts in the seats and helps you win games and then he goes out there right after that story breaks he hits two home runs so i think whoever's chirping at this dude just let this kid be be him of course if he's being rude and disrespectful that's one thing but i don't know if that's the case but it was just, it was a weird story coming out out of miami just basically saying that jazz chisholm jr was the dennis rodman of baseball and that's 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 pretty funny i i don't know what to make of that but he he's getting the job done so I, i'm gonna leave him alone if i was his teammate if we head to the Midwest, the Cardinals beat the Reds 2-0. Pretty, you know, pretty, um, I don't want to say uneventful, but just a pretty quiet game. I mean, it went by quickly. This game was over in 2 hours, 47 minutes. That's quick for baseball standards. 2-0 uh, is a quiet game. You know, get them on, get them over, get them in. Only four hits by the Reds, six hits by St. Louis. They, they scored the two runs in the first inning, and that's all they would need. And in L.A., the Mets beat the Angels 7-3. Mets continue their winning ways. Uh, they're, you know, they're they're a class above everyone else in the National League. They they are the class of the National League, and they're getting great production, one through nine, really. They're they're 
they're doing really well. Angels continue to struggle. Uh, Trout was out of the lineup again. I think he's dealing with that groin. I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I don't really know what the extent of it. I'll have to look to see what they're saying, how much time he's going to miss. Hopefully, it's not a long-term issue like we saw with the calf last year that put him out for the whole season. Brandon Marsh had two home runs for Angels, though. Then we had to San Diego. The Padres beat up on the Rockies 9-0. Joe Musgrove continues to deal. Six shutout innings for Joe Musgrove, eight punch outs. He now has a 1.50 ERA. I mean, he's on his way to the All-Star game. He he just unlocked another level in 2021, and he has proven now that it's legit. This is who he is, and he is an ace. He's one of the best pitchers in baseball. I mean, we can't be shy to say it. We just have to call it what it is. Manny Machado, homered, continued his MVP type of season. Two for four with a homer. He's hitting 332 with a 961 OPS. And then Boston beat Seattle 4-3 in Seattle. J.D. Martinez and Bobby Dahlbeck homered. And Rich Hill was on the bump four and a third. Two Ernie's for Rich Hill. And yeah, they, they, got a, they win a close game, 4-3. And last but not least, ladies and gentlemen, we have a rivalry in the Bay Area. Giants and Dodgers, you know, it's always good when those teams match up. But the Giants came out on top of this one, 7-2. And Walker Bueller, you know, was pitching. I think he had to leave the game early due to an injury, if I read that correctly. But 7-2 for the first game of the series. And, you know, Giants take that one. So that is it, folks. An extended episode today. We covered every single game. If you enjoyed this. Please share it with someone who would be interested, and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.